Hey, what's up? Uh, welcome everyone who's listened to the Clack Box. And we appreciate you tuning in, however you are listening to this. It is awesome that you are listening. And um, yeah, so we are here with my, I still don't know what to call you, <laughs> sister, sister-in-law, ex-sister-in-law, whatever, our, our sister, um, Tara is back with us. Tara, Wade now, Drop mm-hmm. Clackler, yep. back to Wade, mm-hmm. totally cool, love it. Um, and my beautiful bride is sitting in the room as well just saying hi and she's there with our dogs that are totally asleep upside down we're having a pajama party yes we're having a pajama party (laughs) abby and i showed up in our pajamas yes (laughs) and they are downstairs playing so we might get interrupted totally cool we love the kids interrupting everything but we just wanted to talk um want to do a little follow-up from your last podcast Mm -hmm. for those of you don't know tara was on episode 10 i believe nine or ten of um the podcast talking about healing yep where you were sharing the 10 things roughly if we got through all the 10 of them that god I don't was, even remember <laughs> yeah working on as for healing of what had gone on in your life mm-hmm. um that podcast has about seven thousand downloads which is amazing wow so that means i had no idea yeah well i say seven thousand people but like it could be like your mom listening to it yeah. five thousand times <laughs> so that's true <laughs> um uh, did you? I don't even know if your dad knows how to use a podcast. So that's probably not. Probably him. not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so let's just do a real quick catch up. Sure. Um, life is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's no. it's good. Yeah. Life is good. Yeah. Uh, Abby's growing. Oh yeah. The conversation, just family talk before this, was school for mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Preschool. I know. <laughs> and then her and Ellie did performances for us. They it was did. awesome. Uh huh. Um, but so. You know, we talked about healing, and I I believe that just off the conversations that people have talked to us, downloads, stuff like that, it was, uh, we all go through it. Mm-hmm. We all have wounds and healings that we need to walk through, and I really believe that God used that. Um, but a couple of notes that, and observations that you have, had, you have had since then, and then I have had since then, that I thought would be really good to talk about and continue the conversation of this yeah um so a couple things i think you mentioned um healing and layers mm-hmm. so i'd love to talk about that okay then i want to talk about timing of healing mm-hmm. yeah, i think those come into so so much play yeah which kind of encoupled with that would be kind of your hyper productivity mm-hmm. and kind of I'm going to put words in your mouth, but kind of making the healing, like getting obsessed with your healing. Yeah. I almost said heal- healing as an idol, but I don't think you went that far. No. But being obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, and just kind of go from there and see where the conversation goes. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, but first, so healing in layers. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that. What does that mean to you? Yeah. So first I'll start by saying that, you know, it's been what, a year and maybe a half since did the Mm -hmm. first podcast and so I never I didn't listen to it again after the initial you know airing um until I actually went on a date with somebody 
and they had lo- found me on Facebook. Oh no! And it's public. I posted it publicly, and they listened to it. They said twice. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, so it was a first date, and I was like, I feel kind of naked right now at the dinner table in this restaurant. Um, and so you're so- supposed to do your research before, right? Like <laughs> you're if you're pursuing someone, that's good. Yeah, that's a whole new level of <laughs> I know knowing and all your cards. In a way, it was comforting because it's like, oh, you already know the the craziness that has been my life so that's good and you still wanted to go on a date with me perfect um but in another way it was like what did I say because I couldn't remember it had been a year at this point so I did go back and listen to it and um and so I think going back to your question with layers um I would hate for someone to listen to that podcast and think like these are the 10 keys of healing and that's it or whatever I don't even know what number we got to like you said and so sorry go ahead yeah what I've noticed is that there's so many things that we think we know in the moment, mm-hmm. but if we're never, if we still keep trying to learn or trying to heal or trying to grow, those those things that feel so profound are still a part of it, but we can also evolve or move from. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, I think, yeah, it's not like do these 10 things and yay, you're good. Yep. Here's a happy meal. Yep. But So I agree with you. Yeah. So I, I think what... There's been something inside of me that has wanted to do a follow-up and it's because I've experienced so much more since that conversation that I think, you know, if someone had listened to the first one, I want you to know there's there's so much more. And, and like you said, with timing, like you have, time has to pass. Time doesn't heal all wounds. I hate when people say that, like time will heal it. No, it doesn't. But time allows opportunity for more growth, more things to be unearthed, for life to happen to trigger you. And then those triggers are really gifts if you look at them that way to say, hey, this is just pointing to another place I need some Well, some I think freedom. that, I think if somebody's taking notes, right? I think distance mm. is a key to healing, mm-hmm. whether it be a physical distance or a time distance. Yeah. And now that can't be the sole right. thing right. of it. But I think that as we look at what are tools and layers, a layer of healing that you need to be conscious about and make a decision about is distance. Mm-hmm. Do I need a physical distance? Yep. Do I need a time distance? Mm-hmm. Do I need both combined to be able to address what's going on? Um, and so that's, I think it's, you know, no, it doesn't heal all wounds Mm-mm. at all. Or <laughs> no. maybe I just can't get over mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't heal them. Um, so back to your question about layers upon layers. So I think listeners who heard the first one will remember that I went and saw that one uh, chiropractor where I was like, I know this sounds insane. Um, and that he did applied kinesiology, but also, you know, did some like emotional and spiritual healing as well. And that's when my gallbladder situation where I was supposed to be getting um, it removed and all that stuff got, got healed. Um, so I've since seen him maybe two or three more times, but the last time I went to him recently... Um, I was talking to him about how, you know, my therapist had been talking to me about listening to my body, how our bodies do not lie. Our bodies experience trauma and not just our minds, not just our emotions, not just our spirits, which can also be wounded, but it's like we're multi-layered into people, beings, and I had done a lot of work mentally and spiritually and emotionally um, and relationally, like I'd, I'd focus so much energy in those areas, but one area I'd kind of ignored was that mind-body connection. Mm. Like I, I think my my body has been experiencing a lot of things that I've just kind of ignored, not intentionally, but you know, you only have so much capacity. I think for right. 
for things. And so he he shared with me, and um, one of my notes I have here is um, when I went back to him recently was in Exodus twenty three. It says, "I will not drive them out in a single year." because the land would become desolate and the wild animals too numerous for you. So he used that and equated that to how the Lord doesn't just come in and heal us 100% from everything all at once because we don't like he knows what we can handle when we can handle it. So when when he shared that verse with me, a light bulb went off in me and like, oh, it does feel like this happens in layers because and what he dealt with that day, what the Lord led us to, was actually more forgiveness work. And I've done a ton of that um, because I believe in it 100%. I've read lots of books on forgiveness, and I know how it can affect you um, to, to live with bitterness and unforgiveness. And so I was actually a little surprised that that's where it led us to, is that I needed to do some more releasing and more forgiving. And I was like, really? And I said that to him, I'm like, it kind of like frustrates me <laughs> because I feel like I have intentionally done so much of it. And he was like, it's just layers. Like that's just, there's, you know, that's just what it looks like. And I was like, all right. So it's helped me be I, more open to it. I've been frustrated as a, I'm going to say almost 40 and then get a look for my wife, almost 40 <laughs> year old that like there's times where I'm like, I've dealt with this. Mm-hmm. Have, have I not conquered this yet? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, on things it's like I oh my gosh I've, I've had therapy on this I've you know talked to people about this we've prayed about it so much and it seems mm-hmm. like you know can I not get over this and so yeah. it is just a a layered a layered thing and, and wounds wounds are layered mm-hmm. so the healing has to be yeah yeah like I um so I've I'm going through um and we can talk about like again back to that body piece of it and the season that I'm in and I don't know if I mentioned this last time or not, but um, been diagnosed with some autoimmune stuff. And so my doctor's having me do the autoimmune protocol. For those who don't know what that is, basically means you can eat air. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Actually, I can eat a lot of things. And I've made some pretty delicious food, thanks to my sister-in-law who bought me a nice cookbook that goes along with it. But um, one of the quotes in that book said something like, a disease rides in like a horse, but healing walks out, or healing walks on foot. And it's a Danish proverb, and basically how like that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's like trauma, pain, whatever. All these things seem to hit you like a ton of bricks really quickly, but like walking out the healing process takes time and attention and energy and work and investment and um, and it sounds daunting, but it's not. You know, it's like you uncover something wonderful every stage, but doesn't mean that it's completely done. There's so many analogies to that, like. Mm -hmm. Like, I was just picturing, you know, we're kind of up in our playroom, office, theater, da 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 multi-purpose room. Yeah. Um, and just, like, picturing, like, the kids building a tower mm-hmm. and one of them coming up and just wrecking it. Mm-hmm. It's like it takes one swipe to wreck it, mm-hmm. but then to rebuild it is the daunting task of why the other one's mad now. Yeah. And it takes a bit to rebuild it. Yep. Um, yeah, and, and on the on the physical, spiritual part... Um, I, I tell students, or I did tell students all the time, and tell people that, that you're not just a physical being mm-hmm. or a spiritual being. They are connected. Mm-hmm. That if something happens to you emotional or spiritual, it happens to you physically. Or if mm-hmm. it happens to you physically, it happens to you spiritually and emotionally. And they're just, they're connected. You cannot be one without the other. Yeah. And it was always kind of the, the sin argument. Yeah. You know, and especially like a sexual sin that you, like, mm-hmm. you're not just a, you're not just a physical being that sin is going to affect you spiritually as mm-hmm. well. 
so I, I guess wounds would would be the same way of like what you're talking about so it's interesting that it finally like it it seemed to stagger itself to then make its way to you physically or did you feel like it was always kind of um I think you know I I look back and my mom and I were talking about this the other day and she was like you know I look back on you you know in the midst of those of the years of being married prior to the trauma happening and you know you, well trauma is one of those words that like I hated that word when I first started going to therapy because I was like I'm not traumatized no I think of trauma as like you lose a child or you know something right. super big but the way it's explained to me is there's big t traumas there's little t traumas so like if I look back on that those years of marriage like there were a lot of small traumas that all added up and so my mom has said she's like I think that you were dealing with a lot of these physical things then too you just were so unaware because of the avoidance and you were trying to survive and so the big t trauma of what happened you know three years ago is what kind of I think pushed everything over the edge and my body finally was like I can't do this anymore yeah yeah and revolted essentially so um, and then pregnancy in the midst of that will also, you know, pregnancy in itself. Right, Allison? Does mm-hmm. number on Yeah. <laughs> All the moms are like, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that's like. No, you don't. Um, so anyway, I think that, um, you know, and my therapist and I have talked about how my mind-body connection has not been good for so long. And so teaching me to really listen to it, you know, she's asked me questions like, well, what did it feel like when XYZ happened? And I'm like, oh, I have no idea. I didn't even pay attention to that factor. But it's how I feel is just as important physically as how I feel emotionally. Like one shouldn't be more important than the other. And so to give an example, like I had, um, I was at church once, this was months ago, and there's a, a gentleman at the church I go to, super kind and um, kind of like a grandfather type figure of the house. and he gave me a really kind word, like a very encouraging word where he was just almost lavishing me with praise. Like the Lord thinks these things of you. And I was like, so uncomfortable. I started to kind of shrink into myself, like kind of like, and I almost wanted to be like, okay, okay, that's enough. Right. And, um, so I noted it. That's one thing she's taught me to do. Right. And I've noticed that stuff is instead of blowing past it, I pause and say, something's not right about that reaction I don't know what it is and I'm not going to stress about it because guess what I'm going to go to counseling and I'm going to say here this happened let's talk through it let's work through this and so we did that and she was like um well I'm proud of you for one finally noticing your body in in one of those moments like why do you think you're shrinking and so we talked through it worked through it and I think essentially what we came to was it was a man right and so a lot of times when you've been wounded by a male or you've had father issues or whatever and then you have the opposite happen um if you don't know how to receive that or it just it kind of signaled um a wounding to my spirit from the past and so we got to kind of work through that and i realized i think the holy spirit's been putting like strong men in my life since then who have been able to speak into me and say hey i see this in you or here's an encouragement and it's getting better like since then i've had few other instances where I'm like I'm able to receive and be like thank you because now I notice it but my body was what finally had to clue me into all of that was me noticing the shrinking and the you know oh my gosh I have so many questions sorry (laughs) you're fine so um I'm like now I gotta read my own handwriting as you were talking (laughs) um so you said mind body connection Uh uh-huh okay so I don't think a lot of us unless you've experienced experienced the yeah. mind body connection in a, in a way would even go like 
Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, I can relate to that. I think a lot of yeah. people have no idea what that what that looks like. Yeah. So I'm going to tell a quick story to say, like, is this what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, some people may know, some people may not know, about a year ago now, God was like, hey, it's time for you to... Basically, God said, everything I've ever asked you to do in student ministry, you have done. You are done. Well done. Get out of the game. Mm. Like, it's, it's time. Yep. And I ignored him. For like, ignored him and him speaking to through my wife as well, mm. um, like and and a good friend of ours, Luke. Like, it, it's over. Like, it's done. You know, and and I'll talk more about that in uh, you know future podcasts and stuff. But um, for the last four or five years, I've had traumatic back problems. Mm. Several MRIs, sev- doctors after doctors of you need this surgery and this major surgery and this major surgery. And if we could afford it, I would have already had it. Like yeah. multiple parts replaced or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we were sitting around and my friend Luke, uh, one time when they were over here hanging out with us, said, he goes, hey, you know, the moment that you listen to God and you step away from that job, all of your back problems go away. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know. Yeah. Let's just say I, I, I reacted like. A little skeptically. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I said you're full of crap. Uh-huh. Um, among other words. And <laughs> like, no way. And kind of ignored it. Yeah. Well, then the moment that God said, like, he was like, today, today is the day that you need to step down mm. from that job. Um, I was like, okay. It was a Thursday in October. And so I went right in that. I called Allison. And I was like, hey, God said this. And, you know, and she's like, okay, let's do it. Walk up to my boss's office, told him it was a Thursday morning, woke up Friday morning with zero back pain. Wow. And, I believe it. And so, it, and it wasn't, yeah. So I think... For me, like, there was, and, and my back gets tired now, but it's not in not this like constant pain walking around like an old man situation. Um, so, is that kind of what you're talking about? Carrying around maybe something you're not supposed to be able to do? Like, is there other, other situations where you, oh my gosh, there was a, a, a super connection where I just saw it? Mm. That you could communicate to? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I think what you just spoke to is a lot, I think, sadly, and I think it's my medical journey I'm in right now, a lot of people are ascribing, like, physical problems or health issues to something just very, like, I don't know, earthly. Like, oh, it's just biological. This has just happened. And, oh, okay, and so a lot of people don't make the connection that, like, no, you're your emotional or spiritual stuff can affect your physical body and so we just go and treat the symptoms right like you go to the doctor and you get a pill for that or you go and you just get adjusted for the rest of your life at the chiropractor and like I was doing those kinds of things too and so I think to your point like yes I think there's a huge connection between those two points in that your body is reacting to what's going on in your being and all the other facets of it and a lot of times I think, especially in our Western culture, like Eastern medicine, everything's connected. They And now we won't get into all that because there's some things about it that's weird and I don't agree with. But they also <laughs> have some things down pat that we kind of ignore in our very like logical approach to everything. And um, so like I'll give an example. Have you ever heard someone say like, oh, I just have a really high pain tolerance? Yeah. Yeah. Like I hear it all the time. I used to say that. Like I just have high pain tolerance. And my therapist is like, that's not healthy. <laughs> Like you're cold hearted. <laughs> no, your pain is like actually your body communicating something to you that you should be paying attention to. So if someone has like 
over time or you know whatever circumstances gotten to a point where they just don't feel pain like that's there's actually probably something deeper going on there that they've learned to disconnect from their body and they've learned to like not listen to it um Mm. and so you know what she's told me is that sometimes what happens is eventually you will hit a wall like yeah you don't feel you don't feel you don't feel it but then you will have this like you know experience i was i was actually reading um robert morris has a book called take the day off and it was it's a really cool god story how i even got the book but I've been, the Lord's got me in a time of rest right now. I would say, um, I actually went on a different date with somebody more recently and they asked me the question, like, if you could title the chapter of the, of your life right now with the chapter and what would it be? And I was like, sabbatical. Like, that's for sure what the Lord's been just pressing on me is rest. And so um, he talks about in that book how he, you know, went a long time without rest and just went, 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 went. And he had like an actual physical breakdown, emotional breakdown. It's like, it will catch up with you. Like, you can't outrun it forever. And a lot of people, I think, hit that wall. And then they just think, oh, it's just, I just need a pill or I just need, you know, something to patch it. And so a lot of times we do patch it and then we keep going. But, like, I think essentially for me, I used to, like, I think I have a high pain tolerance. Or I'll, you know, I don't cry that often. Like, I patted myself on back, thought that was a good thing. Um, And so now I'm realizing that, like, every day I take a moment to listen to my body like when I wake up in the morning and I think it helps too that I have doctors asking me all these questions now that I didn't go see a doctor for years like I never went right. to anywhere so now they're saying like okay so you say you hurt when you wake up how long are you hurting I'm like I don't know like am I supposed to be paying attention to that kind of stuff <laughs> but <laughs> but I think yes so now I've got a, a separate from my journal journal I have a healing slash health slash food slash body journal and I start noting things like noting that my lower right side of my back has been hurting I've never had pain there before and so I mentioned it to Dr. Burnley and he goes well um that lower part of your body is actually where your diaphragm is and that's representative where we hold sadness and grief and I was like he goes so it makes sense that it's hurting now and it's never hurt before because God's saying and your body's saying it's time to deal with a new level of sadness and grief and I'm like oh so when my body tells me something I need to take note and then go tell my therapist or tell him and learn like what is it now saying what is God saying is now the next layer wow I know it's very different yeah I'm just <laughs> I'm just thinking like I'm just thinking mm-hmm. you know like my brain thinks about jokes like oh you're a pain in the neck well that's like <laughs> that's like a, that's, that's a physical representation uh, or analogy of like an emotional mm-hmm. situation like mm-hmm. you're on my nerves mm-hmm. and we use a physical thing yeah um or people say oh that makes me nauseous like oh yeah j- kind of jokingly like but that that's makes a physical me representation of mm-hmm. something that you emotionally or mentally don't like mm-hmm. yeah of course not all of us are kind of like changing in our chairs or like <laughs> oh yeah my hip kind of does hurt right now yeah. um <laughs> but I, th- I think that so what what would you say like you're on this journey not mm-hmm. an expert or anything no. like that but would what would you say is like listen to my body now would you Mm -hmm. say that's like the first thing that you need to do I don't know if it's the first thing um I mean like I said in the last podcast it feels so multi-layered and everything's so connected it's like so I'm reading a book right now that my therapist recommended for me um since we were going into the season she felt like too she's like I feel like we've conquered a lot of things emotionally spiritually mentally relationally but she's like i feel like you hit your this your new mountain is your body like it's the physical effects of the trauma so she 
uh, recommended a book called The Body Keeps the Score. And um, I can't remember the author's name. It's a strange name. It's not an easy one to remember. But I brought it up to my chiropractor. He goes, yeah. And he knew exactly the book and the author and like very knowledgeable on it. So it's well respected. And he's, I think, in Harvard at their mental health facility. And mm. so he's been practicing for decades and mainly treating like PTSD and things like that. But he talks about the physiological response to your that your body has to well, trauma. Well, if it's, if it's, if, if we say like things like, I've been in pain for so long and the pain, the emotional toll that pain takes, mm -hmm. it's got to work the other way. It can't be <laughs> yes. a one way road where we say, yep. I've been under so much emotional stress that I have a headache mm -hmm. that I'm carrying all my stress in my back or my mm -hmm. neck. Yep. Um, we can't say like, there's, there's gotta be connections that, that I'm in such a, um, a high, you know, we stress eat. Yep. Or I was just stress weight or yep. I'm losing weight because of stress or whatever mm -hmm. that our body has to be in tune with the chemicals and minerals or whatever that it makes and it handles this and digests this and, mm -hmm. and breaks stuff down this way if if we're asking it to connect to something else. Mm -hmm. If it's spending all of its energy in survival mode. You're right. It's in fight or flight. Then it's got to have a moment of, of break. Mm -hmm. You know, um... Which, I mean, you mentioned to kind of like the PTSD mm -hmm. situation um, that I think there is, it's a high, a high scenario mm -hmm. of that with anybody who's gone through a traumatic situation, you know, yep. and, I, and I think that we, PTSD could be a whole nother topic, obviously, right. because I think people can have prolonged mm -hmm. exposure to little t trauma mm -hmm. that creates, yep. you know, PTSD is just something that makes you react a certain way when you have something else happen. That's a previous offense right. that crossed the line that you have. Well, and I think I'm, as I'm reading this book, like a lot of the examples he's using are really extreme traumas, like whether it's war or it's like, you know, sexual abuse for the first 10 years of your life, you know, like crazy stuff that I didn't experience. So at first when I was reading it, I was almost disqualifying myself mm. because I'm like, I'm seeing physically the results that he's talking about. But the examples he's giving, I feel, are bigger than my own life or which my own is experience. minimizing right what you've gone through. Right. Which we're not we're not we're not equating. No, but you can't minimize it either. Mm -mm. Yeah, I have a good friend um, that was on my guy's trip just last year who served in Iraq, and mm. he talked about like mortar shells and and like hitting you know a hundred feet from him and yeah. being shot at and all this stuff and and um, you know being out of ministry. Now, one of the things that I talked about, and I and I, I had to be careful because I didn't want to yeah. say, like, I used the term, like, ministry PTSD. Mm -hmm. But then he was sitting in the room, and I'm like, and I was like, I mean, it's not like yeah. what you not went trying through, to belittle, bro. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. he was like, no. And he said, I mean, he was the one that validated mine mm -hmm. of, you know, for me it was... In ministry, you're, you have to you have to answer a certain way. It's kind of like politics. You have to talk mm -hmm. a certain way, answer a certain way that you just feel like, you know, I got to the point where, like, when I went through a season where even if I responded in a positive way, mm -hmm. I felt like it was being judged how mm -hmm. I responded. Mm -hmm. My responses to everything was being judged by people above me, and I started to feel like I'm just not playing the puppet right that I, at home I, I was like everybody's against me you're against me you're against me because mm -hmm. you don't like how I'm answering that question and I started to just have this post-traumatic stress of <laughs> people always judging me and I can't mm -hmm. answer how I want to answer I don't even know what's me anymore yeah. you know and, and he's he kind of like the same way and it does connect to us 
physically where you you gain weight, you lose weight, you eat, you know, and your your body is no offense, but it's really breaking down. <laughs> yeah. um, it's changed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, you know, how many tests? You know, it's like yeah. a lot of stuff, and so mm-hmm. um, there's actually like a couple of, of verses in Leviticus mm-hmm. that talk about, um, you know, and you'll see it even to say even in the Western Western medicine, when someone gets hurt in a trauma situation, the first thing we go, okay, stop and breathe. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because our resting heart rate helps to start the healing mm-hmm. of the trauma going on. Mm-hmm. Well, when we're in a stressful state, our heart doesn't rest mm-hmm. physically no. or emotionally. Mm-hmm. And we, we can't physically start to heal what's going on. And so there's verses talking about like d- breathing, mm-hmm. right? Meditation is good for us because it forces our body. Yeah to breathe in a pattern of that you know and I mean soccer fields camps mission trips had kids get hurt okay stop and breathe breathe yeah okay stop and breathe well it's funny you bring it up because the the book I referenced um I'm getting now like the first half of the book is just explaining what trauma does to your body and then the second half is like all the treatments that he's done Mm. and does and and he actually like he says that community is important um, you know, surrounding yourself with people, physical touch is needed, which was, I think I talked about that in my last podcast, which was needing someone to hold me and hug me and touch me. Like when you've been deprived of it for so long, no wonder it's part of your healing. Um, he talks about, uh, like martial arts, like things like that, but breathing exercises is one of them. So I've actually written on in my healing journey, like as a to-do list, like I need to look up some breathing exercises um, for that exact reason because you're teaching, telling your body like you don't have to be in fight or flight. And essentially what my body's doing right now, we think, an autoimmune is your, it's attacking itself. So why does your body attack itself? Because it's in fight or flight, you know? So you have to turn that switch off and tell it, it's okay, like everything's fine. Right. Um, and get back to homeostasis. And um, so um, it's funny though you mentioned <clears throat> like something you said tied to something else that I wanted to bring up, which was, I know, I think I talked about kind of like freedom ministry last time yeah. or inner healing ministry. Sozo, some people might know it as. So I was at church. I was leading worship a few weeks ago and, or maybe a month ago now. And um, I was, I got stopped in the hallway by a woman that I know who's been through similar stuff in her past. She's written a book and things like that. And she was mentioning to me, she was like, yeah, da, da, da. in my heart sink, the other day the lord told me xyz and i was like what is that i'd never heard of it before yeah and so then the pastor um got up and he was ministering and during his teaching he said yeah recently in my heart sank and you know said whatever came and i was like okay what is this thing they're talking about and then um so i went up to get prayer because this was like the week after i had had one of my doctor's appointments where a lot of information came out that wasn't very encouraging and kind of disheartening and overwhelming to say the least and so I went up to get prayer and the woman that prayed for me is the woman who's done some of my freedom sessions before and she said I just feel like I told her I was asking for prayer healing my body I felt like it was linked to trauma and she said I just feel like the Lord wants me to tell you that you need to get a heart sink and I was like okay third time like sometimes the Lord speaks to me in threes I was like got it all right what is, is this <clears throat> yeah okay. bye 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 yeah. um so I was like okay what is this Donna like tell me this information so she um was like I'm going to connect you with a woman who facilitates them here in DFW 
and I'm um, going to get that set up. So I, I, I did that. And so I scheduled it, had it. It was wonderful. Um, again, more layers, you know, things that you're like, I don't know what we're going to deal with in here because I've done so many of these things, but there's always more, you know, it's just like, again, like you said, it took me 35 years to get here. It's not going to take me five hours to get out of it. Right. right. And so um, one of the things I love about it is it talks about um, when you, I went and watched their like about us video and kind of researched it because I'm a nerd like that and I don't like to go anything cold. And, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, what is this? And um, one of the things they talk about is that there's a Bible verse that talks about having an undivided heart. And so if you think about when your heart's been broken, like mm. literally your heart's been broken, that's not just a figurative statement that we use. There is fragmentation that has occurred because your heart is protecting itself. So the way they teach it is your, and I may butcher this, so anyone who's into heart sinks, if I screw it all up, I'm really sorry. <laughs> Just comment on my Facebook post and correct me. But like there's the guardian part of your heart. There's the function part where you function every day. Like you still have to get up and feed your kid even if you've gone through trauma, right? And then there's the emotional part of your heart. And then those three are, are the ones that get fragmented because something happens and your guardian part's going, whoa, emotion, you can't talk to function right now because function's got to function and you're a wet towel or a wet blanket. <laughs> like, mm. shh, you know, be quiet. Um, and so you end up learning and your heart gets in these states where you just are fragmented because you had to be. And like the beautiful thing about my heart sink is none of those parts of my heart were dishonored. They were all honored and thanked for doing their jobs because you had to. But they were out of out of out of sync together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They were functioning together mm -hmm. separately. Well, mm -hmm. but to, but but it's different when they're not together. Right. Interesting. See, yeah. I I've always viewed um, this idea of of um, golly, like like conditions mm -hmm. that we there's we fragment into functioning um, with these conditions, and mm -hmm. they're and they're different her environment. Mm -hmm. So I may like with my wife, I because of things that have happened, I'm conditioned to function function emotionally this way with her, mm -hmm. but with this person I because of conditions, I function differently here in a meeting, I will because of conditions function differently in here. And when I was younger, there was almost this like you act different around this friend mm -hmm. than you act with me, mm -hmm. than when you act by yourself, than when you act before God. Than when you act here mm -hmm. and because I was just conditioned to protect myself here yeah get affirmation here mm -hmm. and so I I don't know if it's the exact same thing but I can I, I definitely see what you're saying of like well what's interesting that fourth part of the heart I didn't bring up yet is called your true self so like when you fragment that way like what you just described is you weren't being your true self yes. in all of those scenarios yeah. you were being whatever you felt was needed for that moment or whatever your guardian would allow because mm. of and it's interesting you bring that up. I have a, a sweet dear friend, um, one of my best friends, or my best friend from Nashville, that she's going through a healing journey of her own, totally different stories. But one of the things she brought up to me the other day was there's someone in her life and leadership that reminds her of somebody and kind of approaches life and leadership and style in a way of someone who wounded her greatly in her past. So she finds herself almost getting triggered by this person's style. Um, and, and she's recognizing it and she's wise and healthy and she's going, okay, that's obviously like something I need to deal with and I need to communicate better here. And, but it is to what you're saying. I think we definitely like that guardian part of our heart says, whoa, this is a repeat. And because you've never done the work to get me back in sync with the other parts so you could be true self, I'm just still reacting 
from what I know. Mm. And so it's like, it's almost like a reset. Um, and the word that I love that is was separate from heart sync, but is integration, like being fully integrated. Um, I'm reading a book, or I read a book called The Whole Brain Child, um, you know, because I'm parenting a two-year-old, so <clears throat> we have big emotions. <laughs> and I'm like, how do I teach you how to be a human? Um, and so this this book talks about we have four parts of our brain. So it's interesting to me the equation of like our, you know, the heart four sink, parts heart, the heart. part of heart. But we have our upstairs brain, downstairs brain, right side brain, left side brain. And they all have different functions. And this whole book, and it's by two neuroscientists. There's nothing religious, spiritual about it. It's just how your brain functions. Super fascinating because I started realizing how I was out of sync and how I hadn't been fully integrated with my four parts of my brain as the parent reading it. But then realizing, like, I've got to help her connect her emotional, neurological side. I've got to help her connect the lizard brain, you know, the one that just reacts and freaks out and does fight or flight, and then the more upstairs, um, high-functioning part. Like, I've got to get all four parts of her to brain to connect in every scenario. And then, so I'd already read that book, and then the heart sink thing happened. I was like, oh, there's something here on this. There's something about being whole is not is not just something we aspire to be it's it's like there's actually something to it being whole means taking all of our parts of ourselves and having them work together and when you get traumatized or wounded whether it's big t small t long you know long periods of time in your life like there is work to be done and it can be done to help get those pieces back together whether it's integrated or synced or whatever (laughs) word we want to use but it's interesting that there's been a theme like that lately for me yeah, and it's very much a, of a holistic, mm-hmm. holistic view, which is the layer, like the layers, like yeah, and and the layers goes to timing, mm-hmm. where it's like if God said, "Oh, we're just gonna deal with all the layers at once," right? Man, that wound goes from whatever the wound is that you need heal on to you just got cut yeah. like in half, mm-hmm. and and God's like, "I'm not gonna cut you in half. Mm-hmm. Like, I well, I'm trying to stitch you back together." Or you might just get overwhelmed and quit. Like that's where I feel like the grace mm. of God on on layering everything for me is not so much extra wounding as much as I would have just been like, I can't do all that. Like if you had told me a year ago I was going to be doing like right now in this season of my life, I'm seeing my doctor, a rheumatologist a specialist, I'm I'm gonna get cranial sacral therapy in a few weeks. I'm seeing two different chiropractors and I started the autoimmune protocol, which is the super restrictive. I mean, I batch cooked for literally five hours yesterday so that I can eat because I can't eat in a restaurant like you can't eat anything you know quote unquote standard American diet so like if you look at my healing process it is so much going on right now but there's grace for all of that in this season because if I was trying to do that five months ago when I was in more of a dating season a productivity season a you know trying to get my fitness in order like I was doing those things and a lot of that's gone on pause right now so that I can now focus on this because he told me to he said Tara it's time to rest pray he told me months ago I want you to pray for a sabbatical and I thought what the heck is that like I've heard the term I know what it is but you hear that more in like either ministries or in academic settings like professors go on sabbatical and so I was like how does that apply to like me a single mom with a single income like I can't just like take off work you know and so anyway it was interesting he set me on that journey months ago when I was still in the middle of my you know last new normal and um and now I'm getting to that point where I'm like okay I've literally cut out like social media I haven't been on it for two months 
Um, I'd stop wearing my Apple Watch because just that little bzz, bzz on your wrist all the time with text messages, like that dopamine hit that, oh, someone texted me. Right. Or um, I stopped singing. Like I asked to go on pause at the church that I minister at. So I haven't sung for the month of July. Like I just have a lot of areas in my life that I've said no to. I stopped dating, got off all the dating sites. Um, it's I basically everything ground to a screeching halt except for my body. That's all that is getting, hmm. the, and of course, parenting and my right. my job, because um, I have to have my job. But like, it's because that's what he said. That's what we're doing right now. And so, in one way, it's exhausting, a little overwhelming. Every doctor's appointment, I walk away feeling a little overwhelmed. But there's grace for all that in this season, because this is the time he ordained for it, right? So it's like if I had tried to do all of this in the midst of everything else, like say a year ago, I would have. To your point, I would have just been like, I'm out. I tap tap out. I can't do this. Well, I think that when we, when we quit, there's, you know, the, I don't know, I have different views of, of, of quitting mm-hmm. right now in my life. Mm-hmm. And, and so one of, but one of the views is that um, if we give up, like, it, it, it stops what God wants to do, mm-hmm. you know, on the healing side. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. Like if God if God's telling you to quit your job, that doesn't mean you right. quit your job. Like, or you know, or quit something, uh, you know, an, an abusive relationship or whatever. But but I think that if if we if if God wants us to keep going, but we stop, then then it, it ends what He has, yeah, or, or potentially ends what He mm-hmm. was wanting to do with that. But I think timing. When I hear the word timing, when it comes to healing, I just hear, um, I hear the word mercy. Mm. Um, and you, know, you said the word grace, mm-hmm. and I, I just hear mercy that that God is so merciful mm-hmm. to my heart mm-hmm. that He's like, I'm not gonna grant you all of your healing wishes right now. Yeah. Because if I did, if I like, you went back to normal. Well, that wasn't healthy, really. No, you In don't even know what normal is. Wounded, getting back to normal is not healthy. Because uh-huh. um, that's what God said in the first place. Then, getting you to your new normal. You won't even understand it mm-hmm. if I just snap my fingers and you're back to it. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm gonna have mercy on you, yeah, and sovereignty to give you the step and the step and the step. And there's so many things that 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 I that we're learning in the season of life that is your mercies are new every day. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you're gonna be grace, just so gracious to us, mm-hmm. so sufficient, mm-hmm. so giving on. Like, okay, God, today I am worried about manna tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But I trust you, mm-hmm. and then you walk away from it, mm-hmm. and you wake up, and, and then there's that manna. And so I think with like with with healing it, we have to like okay, mercy, yeah, and and because we put stress on ourselves yes. with healing, yes, um, whether it be I used the term as we were talking right before we started joking around with you because <laughs> you said my hyperactive productive fast forward healing uh-huh. you know that like i you know i'm just obsessed with my own healing uh-huh. and i i jokingly said that your healing was your idol uh-huh. you know um it wasn't but it yeah. wasn't i was joking around <laughs> i know um i was it, saying that more for the listener <laughs> but it can <laughs> but it can be this thing of like i get obsessed with it mm-hmm. that i just i, I got find healing got find healing got healing mm-hmm. it's like whoa, whoa, whoa hold on do you even know what that means mm-hmm. And, and that God has to slow play it mm-hmm. in the timing of it. Yeah. So when, so when you said you were hy- you're hyperactive, hyperproductive mm-hmm. with your healing, what, what was like, what was the pitfall there? Um, I think it's, I, 
Well, actually, I am appreciative of my productive phases, I guess we could call it, of the cycle. So, like, if I could leave anybody with anything, it's that healing is definitely a roller coaster. So it's like there were the high, there have been the highs and the lows, and I think the first time I hit a low was last fallish, um, and I remember like being like, what, what's happening? Like I've been so on this like, you know, role of therapist, life coach, like all these wonderful things happening. I can see growth. I'm still dealing with a lot of things, but it's right. like forward movement. And then I hit like a wall September October last year. And it was like I lost all motivation. And, you know, I wouldn't say I was depressed, but I hit almost like a depressive state. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember being very concerned about it and telling my, my therapist. And she was like, um, this is normal. You know, like we go through cycles and you're still grieving. And so grief's going to hit you sometimes. And sometimes it's going to feel like a month or two months. Um, it doesn't, you know, grief's not something where you just sit and have a good cry one day in the middle of the living room and it's like, okay, I grieved. You know, it's like, and even though you may emotionally grieve, your body grieves, right? And so my body was tired and I just wanted to sit on the couch and I was like, no, I don't want to be, become a couch potato. You know, like what's wrong with me? Nothing was wrong with me. It's just I have to embrace the fact that healing is cyclical and has stages. And so I think it was like into December, I woke up one day and I was like, oh, I want to go run and I want to eat better and I feel like energized and it was like it started a stage for me of several months of just being back to my you know quote unquote normal self my more high functioning self and then um, I had another state probably around COVID COVID was rough um, you know it, it as it was with everybody but like I had a flare up of my autoimmune stuff and I was um you know, just dealing with a lot of things. And so another one hit, but this time I was more prepared for it. I was like, okay, I know what you are and I'm going to embrace you and think, okay, this is my body telling me I need rest. And so let's do that. And so I've, you know, I think that, um, I have reaped the benefits of the productive seasons in the rest seasons. And I've reaped the benefits of the rest depressive seasons in the productive seasons. Like, you know, it's, it helps to balance, I think out the full approach, but, um, yeah, I would definitely encourage people, again, listen to your body because when you start to feel tired, like I actually so I had this conversation with my mom the other day because, you know, I've been diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is um, comes with it, the symptom list. And I have a friend who has also been diagnosed with it. And she's dealt with major fatigue, like chronic fatigue, can barely, barely function, brain fog, all that. And um, and I was talking to my mom one day. I was driving to get more lab work. So I was, you know, calling my mom like I'm getting more blood work done now. And um, and she and I were talking, and I was like, you know, it's weird. I wonder, do I even have this? Because I don't have all the symptoms. Like, I don't have fatigue. And my mom was like, she was quiet, which normally, you know my mom. Yeah. When she's quiet, you're like, what? I feel like when Mama Wade goes quiet, I'm about to get slammed <laughs> with something spiritual. And it's so sweetly done, but it's yeah. still like, oh, Maybe truth bomb. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I go, what? And she was like well you lived with me for a month which was part of the COVID thing and she's like you lived with me for a month and um you never sat down because if you did you couldn't get back up and you had some dark circles under your eyes and you were go go going I think you were trying to avoid that fatigue and and it was like one of those truth bombs where it's like you know it's truth but at the same time something spiritually shifted in me where I was finally like aware of what she was saying and I started just bawling on the phone with her driving I was like you're right. <laughs> and since then, I can't awesome. ignore it now. So now that my mind-body connection has had a new truth bomb hit it, now I'm like, oh, yeah, I am. Like, I am really, really struggling. And that's part of what my doctors and I are, are trying to address right now. But I even said to her jokingly, like, Mom, 
I wish you would have shut your mouth because now I know it and I can't unknow it. And she was right. like, she's like, I'm not sorry. <laughs> like, I know you're not. <laughs> yeah, well, I, and that was part of the season for me with, you know, talking about rest was, mm-hmm. was for me was, I was just tired. Mm-hmm. I was just, I, I was just, you know, 20 years of student ministry, I was just wrung out. Mm-hmm. And, and it, and I was just, God was like, it's time to rest. Like, it's mm-hmm. time to just take a break from that a thousand miles an hour. Yep. Um, we joke, or not, it's not joking, we did this, oh, as consultants come in, the last staff that I was at, and they did this, they worked with the Yankees and the Cowboy mm-hmm. organizations and all these things about, you know, personality profiles yeah. and learning all about yourself and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, how other people, you know, it was one of those Enneagram, but not Enneagram type. Predictive flip, index or disc assessment. Review, strength oh, okay. finder 2.0. Yeah. Who knows yep. the crap spiritual gift thing. <laughs> yep. um, Done all of them. <laughs> yeah, but the guy, we, we went through all that, and the guy, the, the, the head guy, I met with him uh, on a Zoom call to mm-hmm. go over my results, and he was like, bro, you have the highest motor we've ever tested. Like, you run at a pace faster than... Like I'm keeping up a twelve year old. What else am I going to do? Well, he was like, but you you run at a pace that's higher than like CEOs of these major companies. Oh wow! You just go 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 so fast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't help it. I still run. I'm forty years old, and I run upstairs like I just do, yeah. you know. And uh, and so he was like, you just, you know. And so like when God was like, you need to like, your pace is just. You need to relax. Yeah. You know, because yep. there's downsides to that. Mm-hmm. I'm making a lot of stuff done, you know. Yep. I mean, Allison is a high motor too. Like, we, like our our household gets crap done <laughs> around this house. And so, but it's yep. just like, you got to, you got to listen mm-hmm. to those seasons. Yep. Listen to those seasons of, and, well, and, and I think too, like when you are high functioning as, as I feel we all are, like, um, you, you can also easily distract yourself. Oh, that's good. And I think that, that's what kind of my coping mechanism of my life, you know, pre, pre-trauma, we'll call it, um, pre, you know, divorce and Abby's birth and all that stuff was I was working sometimes, like I remember getting a director position and getting that promotion. It was a big deal, you know, and I was working 12 hour days and it's going on on Saturdays. And so I think people look at that and think, oh, she's successful. She's motivated. She's, no, I wasn't. I was avoiding my life. <laughs> I was making that my husband and mm. I was making that my fulfillment. I'd walk into work and people would be like, oh, thank God Tara's here. That didn't happen when I walked in at home. So I just chose where I wanted to put my time to avoid dealing with what really needed to be dealt with. And now I look back on it and I'm like, what was I doing to my body? What could I have done at that time that may have maybe prevented what eventually happened? And I'm not saying I could have or couldn't have, but you know, you ask those questions and it's like, so yes, how how many times are those really driven people it looks great on the outside but like are they running from something are they avoiding something um because rest also makes you kind of pause and like take stock and listen and be aware and like feel your feelings (laughs) and your body and i think that's why a lot of people have had a hard time with COVID. is like you're you're just alone a lot more and it's like you have to really face who you are and what you carry and what your life has looked like and I think for me that definitely hit a brick wall when I when I couldn't fix everything by working harder it doesn't work that way like in my heart sink one of the things that I brought up was I felt like this need to fix or change or like affect things you know like I feel like I I should have the power to make this stop or make this happen and 
And I said, but I'm realizing that's not the case. And the Lord's like, nope, you need rest, you know. And and I, but it feels counterintuitive. Rest feels the opposite of what this situation needs. And um, the woman who was facilitating, she said, you know, um, you know that verse, like the violent take it by force. And I was like, yes, I do know that verse because that's one of those verses where I'm like, like, how do I be more violent? What Where, do I do? My sword? Where, what am I gonna do? To be violent? Yeah. And she goes, you know, one time the Holy Spirit told me like the most violent thing you can do is rest. And I was like, oh. Well, and it's weird because we don't, I, I don't know if this is biblically true, so like I just want to throw that out there, but it seems like quickly thinking about it. From the Bible it, of Cody. Quickly thinking about it, it seems like it makes sense, but oftentimes when we hear Leave a God, Facebook comment if yeah, we're wrong. Um, it seems like when we often hear from God, or biblically when people are hearing from God, it it's not when you're driving down the highway speeding with the radio on yep. while you're texting drinking your frappuccino <laughs> yell, you know and yelling at your kid in the back uh-huh. it no. seems like it's when we're in a, a quiet place a season of rest a season of slow down a season of exhale mm-hmm. that god does speak to us mm-hmm. so if the most violent thing for the kingdom mm-hmm. for our hearts that we can do is rest it's because mm-hmm. that's when god's like i can speak to you now yeah you can hear me now. Mm-hmm. You, I, can, I have your attention. Mm-hmm. Now, you're right. Rest equals... I think so many people, th- when they think of spiritual rest, emotional rest, physical rest, they, they picture a mirror. Mm-hmm. I did for a long time. Oh, rest means look in a mirror. Rest <laughs> really? means I do evaluate. not picture a mirror. <laughs> oh my gosh, I gotta evaluate. Rest to me would look like... like Netflix and chill like I was like I don't have time for that I don't need to watch so much TV. like that's what I thought of as I was like you just want me to what lay around like <laughs> that sounds so not productive <laughs> yeah, you know, I gotta think about things <laughs> yeah. and I guess that's where the mirror thing comes in yeah yeah you know, I gotta think about things I gotta mm-hmm. think about you know I gotta think about what you know what mm-hmm. this is and um I don't know if this is a total side note but I, I want to say this I, I was we had a really awesome date last night Alice and I did and mm-hmm. we were talking and it, um, by the way, Cheesecake Factory, please sponsor my podcast <laughs> because we'll eat there all the time. They're so great. Please make AI protocol friendly foods. <laughs> oh my gosh. We went, well, okay, total side network we're talking about. We went to Del Frisco's for our anniversary. Yeah. They went to Cheesecake Factory. And we, we go to Del Frisco's whenever we're in town on our anniversary. Mm-hmm. It's like, because we don't ever spend that much money on food. Right. But we're foodies. Mm-hmm. And so, um, man, Del Frisco's. Letting me down. Oh, let both both of us like. But cheesecake, cheesecake one was way better day? than Del Frisco's. Interesting. And we went two weeks apart. Is when we we went hmm. to these, these restaurants. Yeah, and it was like they changed the macaroni and cheese recipe. <laughs> Del Frisco's. What are you doing? Can All we right? just blame COVID? Terrible. Probably it's their fault. Oh my gosh, Cheesecake Factory, way better. Hmm. Anyways, um, we were talking, and it seems like I had a really hard time explaining this thought. Allison, so I'm gonna have a really hard time. She understood what I said because she understands Cody talk. But <laughs> Allison, this might be the point where you chime in. <laughs> um, but uh, it almost seems like we have to have an underlining tension or dissatis something that dissatisfies us or frustrates us. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we won't move. I totally agree. Otherwise, we 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 just. Oh, we're good. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's almost like God has to get us to a place of I like 
when you don't want rest, I'm going to give you rest. Mm -hmm. When you don't want to rest, I'm going to ask you to rest. Mm -hmm. And that's going to cause you this underlining tension yeah. to keep you moving. Mm -hmm. Because if we ever stop is when we're in trouble. Mm -hmm. um, and and we, were, we were talking about um, like, like the potential of danger when people retire. Yeah. How they like they can start to kind of like oh I'm good and they settle in they can get sick. or what I've said in my life is God's blessing Satan can use that to get me to go man life is so good and yeah. I get, I find myself when when God blesses and Satan turns it mm -hmm. is I get super complaining and whiny so you should listen to I went to Mercy Culture this morning and Corey Russell spoke he's um he he's a pastor on pastor i don't know but he's affiliated with upper room in dallas but okay. he uh, the word he used today was domesticated like we oh. shouldn't be domesticated as christians like we should be out you know like we should be raw and we should be going for it and it's like that domestication is what starts to make us ineffective where we're not salty anymore um that's but interesting yeah i like that word yeah. when he used that today that's good because i was it was coming from a state of like um we were kind of the idea too of if we don't um if i don't ever ask like how am i doing as a dad with a little bit of like slight worry uh -huh. slight concern slight like I, I don't i don't know if i'm being a good dad or man i don't know if i'm being a good husband if you don't have that slight ting or tension that's causing you to ask that mm -hmm. satan's got you I, i've heard it called positive stress <laughs> like how you, huh. There's such thing as positive stress. And so I think for healing, because mm -hmm. it's so layered, mm -hmm. because the wounds, like you said, it took 35 years to get here. Mm -hmm. It's not going to take five minutes to get over it. Mm -hmm. um, that that you almost have to kind of have a state of, am I resting enough? Mm -hmm. mm. Am I am I reading enough about mm -hmm. this? Am I going yeah. enough about this? And I, and I wonder if that's why we have these subtle humilities of, you know, Man, I really thought, like, I hadn't had a temper flare up in six months. I thought I was good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now I've had two in a month. Mm -hmm. And, you know, man, do I need to talk to somebody again? Is there another layer to this? You know, yep. um, I'm on the verge of, of about to do the, I can never get the acronym right, EMDR. EMDR, yeah. Um, which I know you've done. Yep. Right? And so I. I I'm movement desensitization. Rap, I don't know, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I movement rap, I rapid R, I don't know, whatever, TGIF, whatever yep. it is. <laughs> Elemental P. Um, and I think I wonder if that's just this this state of God's constantly mm -hmm. like if sanctification is like if we truly believe in sanctification. Yep. There has to be layers to healing. There has mm -hmm. to be layers to forgiveness. There mm -hmm. has to be layers to all of it, right? Yeah. Well, like I came so after that one doctor's appointment that was really frustrating weeks ago. My mom was st staying the night that night, and so I, she got, walked in the door, and I had already talked to her on the phone about how frustrated and overwhelmed I felt, and she walked in, she was, she just held me for a second, and then um, after she was done holding me later, she said, hey, when I was holding you, I just heard the same word over and over and over again, and you know, of course, you lean in, you're like, what? Especially if it's coming from my mom, and I was like, what? And she said, I heard the word pursue, 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 pursue. She goes, I felt like the Lord was saying, just as hard as you've pursued every other facet of your healing, the same attention and energy needs to be applied to your physical healing like that's the next mm -hmm. phase or stage and it's you know I and I see you know we're talking about hyper productivity or people who pursue me and I've had to back off and take rest but I think 
oftentimes I see sometimes the opposite. I see people who don't even realize they need healing or they think, well, I'm good because like to your point, I haven't had a flare up in six months. And it's like, but those things always come back. Like my life is evidence of that. People in my life who did not choose to deal with their stuff, it affected those around them, right? Like you wound, wound people, wounded people, wound people, hurt people, hurt people, like those kinds of things. So it's like, that's why I say I'm thankful for the productive seasons because they lay the foundation. So now that when I'm in the resting season, like some of that kind of housekeeping had been done so that now I can move into being obedient to what's happening now. And that's why you have to be open to cycles. And I think we don't always like cycles. We like stability and, you know, I want to be able to predict what's going to happen. And obviously I think COVID's like exposed all of us to that because like all of our worlds and Allison's <laughs> like, no, are we going back to school? Or are we not like what's happening? You know, and, and I ask that same question every day in my job. Like, I don't know how to do my job sometimes because I don't know what the new normal looks yeah. like. But like we like predictability. And unfortunately, I think that we have to be more flexible to kind of the cyclical way that this works or the different approach um each season takes and i never like what i applied six months ago wouldn't work right now Um, yeah and i i feel like a lot of people are are afraid of the risk of healing Uh yeah because it causes you to uncover something yes and it causes you now i gotta deal with it yes now we're gonna talk about now it's out in the open and 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 there's a risk to it Mm -hmm. there's a risk that absolutely that you know there's just so many risks. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know the, the great analogy to say to it, but, and I think a lot of people are like, well, good is good enough mm-hmm. and we're good. Mm-hmm. We get along. Mm-hmm. We, this is okay. I can be in the same room as that person. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that's what God wants for us. It's no. just this kind of passive life that he has. So yeah, we may have to go through the hurt of healing, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where, um, you know, Alice and I, we, we've always like, we talk about stuff. It's going to be painful. You know, she's she's black and white. She's going to, if she's got something going on, she's going to talk about it to me, mm-hmm. you know, or she's hurt, you know. And so I never have to be like, you know, I do anyways because sometimes, you know, I've been insecure. Are you okay with me? Are you mad at me? Yeah. She's like, I would tell you. I'm like, oh, yeah, you totally would. I totally forget that, you know. Um, but, but not everyone's that way. No, and I'm the kind of person that I'm like, we got to talk about now, now, mm-hmm. talk about now, fix it now, talk about now. You know, That's probably why you guys are still married. Um, <laughs> because I know lots of people, myself included, who can be avoiders. And avoiders can go years and years and years avoiding, but you will hit that wall. And a lot of people who, you know, are so ambiguous or scared to go after it or have those hard conversations, like they're the ones that find themselves in the situation I found myself in. So let me ask you this then. So do you think people, one of the reasons people avoid just uncovering the wound, like really mm-hmm. diving into it, is mm-hmm. because they believe that the relationships around them are too fragile to handle it? Ooh, I think that could be part of it. I think sometimes depending on who I'm talking to or people I've experienced, it's that they may not, like again, our body's telling us stuff, our relationships are telling, They're they're not understanding that all of the signals around them are speaking to that. They're just almost focusing symptomatically. They're like, oh, I've got this one, like my child acts this way, so it's just a singular issue. Oh, my body's doing this, it's a singular issue. Mm-hmm. And like the word you used earlier that I could say sums up my healing process is holistic. Like nothing is unaffected by, you know, nothing stands alone, nothing's isolated. It all is 
interwoven. And that may be because I'm a woman, right? We like, what is that analogy? Like waffles versus pancakes. Right. Men are waffles. There's little squares that hold the syrup. <laughs> Women are pancakes. It gets everywhere. Um, or sp- spaghetti. <laughs> the boxes that men have. We <laughs> yeah. just go to that box when we can't hear you anything. You can compartmentalize. Yeah. yeah. Women are like spaghetti. I think that's another one I've heard. So to me, it makes complete sense. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's all holistic. Um, now it makes sense because I've been in it. It didn't. I didn't see things that way, you know, prior to this. But So let me ask you this. I'm just, I feel like the Holy Spirit like, has me questions to then ask you yeah. for you to talk about. Mm-hmm. So is another avoidance that for me to dig into my healing means I'm going to have to change. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a little boy laugh I just had. Um, <laughs> wow. Whoa. Well, the, the comes, yes. Let me, yeah. let me, let me. So what, what I'm thinking is that, and this is not to pull away or minimize if you've been the victim of something. Right. Right. I'm not trying to minimize that. So, so hear me clearly on that. But healing, healing means I can't be bitter anymore. Right. Healing means I can't wallow in it. Healing means yep. I can't point the finger anymore. Yep. Healing means that I have to cancel the debt mm-hmm. that is owed to me. Mm-hmm. Healing takes away justice mm-hmm. and making things right. Mm-hmm. Um, and healing equals at some point you are part of it. Whether it's yes. 0.001% yep. or 50%. Yep. So... No, you're... So I will say for anyone who's like shaking in their boots right now, <laughs> because I would be too... I, let me tell you from the the other side, not the other side as if I'm done, but like, you know, I'm through tunnel four of 5,000 tunnels, whatever. But like on the other side of one of these tunnels is that you look back and you realize that you've changed without setting out to change. Mm. So like there is grace and like let there be peace on that is that you don't go into it thinking like I'm scared to change. You go into it thinking I want to be whole and free because freedom is worth whatever because freedom is what brings about that change later freedom's about like like i so i'm gonna step back and give an analogy i went to colorado um in june on a solo trip part of that sabbatical thing i just felt like the lord said i want you to get away so let's let's think about this i have never been alone for six days in my entire life straight like, I went from living with my parents to a dorm room. Everybody right now with COVID and kids is thinking, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I, know. I, went, I went from, I know, I realized that this was definitely special that I got to do this. And thanks to my parents mainly for do, for allowing me to do this. But so I, and a job that gives me PTO. But um, so, and a friend who has an aunt and uncle who has a house in Steamboat <laughs> that I got to stay at for free. So lots of lovely things combined for me to be able to do this. But so... You know, again, I went from living with my parents to a roommate to a husband to a toddler. You know, like I've never just been alone and all my trips have been with people, which is what normal people do. Um, So I went to Colorado. Again, it was piece of this sabbatical of this intentional rest. And I went on a hike by myself and, you know, I'm higher altitude or I'm out of shape, whatever we want to call it. But like altitude kicks your butt like I, so i would get up you know 10 minutes of straight hiking and i'd be like oh my gosh i gotta pause yeah i've got a and, good mountain bike story for that oh yeah no i wouldn't even try that um so i get to some point on the trail and i pause and i stop and i turn around and look and go oh wow this is beautiful if i hadn't stopped to breathe and i hadn't like paused to recognize how out of shape i am or whatever altitude we can blame whatever we want i wouldn't have seen that you know, I wouldn't have been able to realize it. So again, back to what you're saying that that I will have to change. 
you don't know you're changing when you're doing it. You're face down, trying to make sure you're not tripping and falling on your face. You're watching your feet. You know, you're like trying to breathe and trying to get up this mountain. But when you take those moments to breathe and stop and look around, you realize like you've changed because it's part of what happens. Like it just, it's just part of it. Yeah. And it's so lovely that that's how it works that way. It's not like you're like, oh, here I go. I got to change. It's like, I just got to get healing. Well, and that's, that's a little bit of an approach that I've, that I've had Mm -hmm. in, in, in my life for our marriage, having, you know, the baggage that I brought in to our marriage, I'm going to say all the time, but a lot of the time, my motivation to, to become better, have healing, to go to a counselor and talk Mm -hmm. to people or whatever has been not so my wife loves me more. Right. Has been that whatever relationship I'm I'm in, I've got to be the best version of myself or it's not going to work. It's not going to be healthy. Mm -hmm. So that means I've got to change, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and I'm so blessed that, you know, we're at year 17 on the year 18 of marriage and it's with her and I want it to be with her. Mm -hmm. But if, but if I do it for her, it won't last. Right. Because then I'm just, I'm just puppeteering to, you know, someone else and that's Mm -hmm. not healthy. Mm -hmm. And so I've got to be the best version of me that I can be for my kids and my wife yep. and that's then what will heal the baggage that I bring into our marriage absolutely but on the flip side of that that means I have to be honest and say there's things that I'm doing or acting or saying or whatever that need to change mm-hmm. and change takes work mm-hmm. change you know change and healing take take work but if we were all walking around like you said in our in our true self it'd be a much better situation. Right. Um, and I think there's no greater gift that we can give to the people that we love than to be the best version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's, I think the best, you know, this, this, this conversation always brings me back and for the last four or five years has always brought me back to the same thing, moment. It's one of the most profound moments in my life where my father-in-law at his retirement party mm-hmm. spoke about all the successes in front of all of these peers, very high up man, mm-hmm. and said, just basically, at long story short, very short, just said, it's great what he accomplished in a career, did some pretty incredible things for our, for this company and our economy and all this major stuff, mm-hmm. and then just said, but it cost me too much. Mm, wow. And, and he was very proud of what he had done. But then at the same time, he was like, but, you know, I think he said, I, I don't remember, you know, I didn't, I, there's, I wish, basically his thing was, I wish that I would have done, done, done other things mm-hmm. than this. Yep. And it was interesting to have someone turn around and, and, and who you think, he's an incredible dad. He's an incredible father-in-law. Mm-hmm. He's an incredible man of God. Mm-hmm. Like, you never would have thought any regret in this man. Right. To him at, at his retirement party at 64 and a half, 65 years old, to mm-hmm. then turn around and say that. Right. To go, I wanted, I wish I would have invested more into the things that really mattered. Mm-hmm. And, and coming from him, you're like, oh crap. You know, yeah. like, you know. But that speaks to, like, like, going back to the whole healing journey. Like, I think if I was just me and no Abby, would I be doing what I'm doing the way I'm doing it right now? I don't know. Like, it's so much easier to be mm. self-destructive when there's no one else to be affected by. But so I think that's a big part of it is is 
having a child that I'm obviously trying to create a, a safe space for her so that she doesn't have any of the things that I'm trying to get out of me. But I think the other, um, oh man, you know when you lose your train of thought. Well, so <laughs> I, I think the co- like having a cause, mm. but man, I I'm not trying to sound self righteous. Maybe self righteous is the wrong thing to say here, but like. I would hope that we would all see ourselves in our relationship with God mm-hmm. as enough of a cause. I know. I agree with you. Even though we, as wounded people or what mm-hmm. we don't, but we are. Well, on the, so to use a different analogy, cause you used yours with a marriage with Allison, who hopefully you guys are together forever because I'll die if you aren't. But, um, it like, so will I. Uh huh. Yeah. I'll kill you. Um, <laughs> that's how you will die. Um, <laughs> yes, I threatened his life. On national television. There's, there's, a, there's a built there's a built-in innate thing there that it's my fault. Let's hold on there. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no comment. Um, but to your point, so I had a moment where you know during that 15 months of pursuing my marriage, like my father, who hopefully never listens to this, hi dad. Um, but he did say, um, he goes, I just I feel like you're wasting all this love on him. Like he doesn't deserve it. You're wasting it. And, you know, and of course, I'm sure some people thought that because that was a long time and it was a lot of pursuit and a lot of um, forgiveness and love and all of that. But like my therapist had a different perspective and hers was, no, you're this isn't about him. You're learning how to love well and whether he gets to chooses, whether he makes the choice to benefit from this or whether he makes the choice that someone else is going to benefit from this. At the end of the day, you're gaining from it. You're learning how to love. So back to what you're saying earlier, like, yes you should be your main motivator, right? Because whatever it is you do, whatever you work on, whether the, the object of your affection is still there or isn't, like you learning how to love well, you becoming more whole so that you can give better and be more, I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for, but those are the things that should be the goal um, because you benefit from it in the long run. Yeah, and that's that's what that's kind of what I was alluding yeah. to is that like, as much as I want to be a great husband or a great dad, because I love these people, if they're the motivator, the motivation is based on how they treat me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Or how they react to the healing. Right. It's exactly. not. It's not based on me mm-hmm. and and what what you know. For my belief, my God has for me mm-hmm. and the best version of Cody. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, heaven forbid a relationship dynamic changes, I still have to. I still need to be the best version of me, so in any interactions or relationships that I have with people, I'm the best version of myself, and that's mm-hmm. that's the main cause of that. And it and it's it's that's that's that whole like love love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm-hmm. If you can't invest into your own healing that you're worth it, how do you then look at someone else and say, "I believe in healing for you, and you need to do this or you know whatever." Yep. So. Um, but so now, yes, to wrap this awesome conversation up, cause <laughs> I, I'm, it's really good. Um, list of things God's redeemed is the mm. last thing I have on my notes. Yeah. And I think it's because I wanted to encourage people that no matter what stage of the healing you're in, God like redeems as you go. So like you have to remember that we are dependent on him right like that's part of humility is i didn't do this healing stuff on my own like this is all because god breathed into it Mm. and led me and said okay now here oh hey here's a trigger oh here's a point um okay now rest pause 
okay, now back up. You know, like it's very much like I had to follow the seasonality and this dance with him and he's the one that enabled and empowered all of it. So I think that that's important for us all to remember is that this is not, you don't do this by yourself and it's not by your power. Like with our weakness, in our weakness, he's made strong, right? That's the whole point. So limp into this proudly. Like you are wounded, you're needing healing. That's okay. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And so one of the things I love about um, that book I read by Robert Morris, the one on rest, is he talks about how like he equates like or uses the story of Adam and Eve like Adam did a lot of work like he named the animals like he partnered with God but when it was time to make the greatest thing woman of course um he knocked him out he's like dude you can't do this with me like you are man you can't do this I need you to go to sleep and then he used another story in the Bible where when Abram was going to make his covenant with God to make you know start be the father of the Hebrew nation you know, God essentially said, we're going to do this covenant ceremony where we need to basically split these animals in half, line them up, and then we walk through together arm in arm. And so Abram did all the work. Abram, like, cut the animals up. He got the ritual ready to go. And then what does God do? Knocks him out, puts him to sleep, and then does it without him. Because at the end of the day, like, God's the one that brings these things home. Like, we can be obedient. And when he says, mm-hmm. do these eight steps, ten steps, we do them, but that final step, those those big pieces of redemption and healing, like those are him and him alone. And he just wants us to rest. And that's the season I feel I'm in is he's just like, all right, you've done all the stuff, cool. And you were obedient, great. So you gotta do those parts too. But now it's time for you just to watch me do my thing. Um, so part of that, part of healing is watching him do his thing and watching him just redeem things and go, oh my gosh. So I had a couple things that have yeah. been like, that I've just sat back and gone, I want to say this really quickly. Yeah. So what you're describing, though, is relinquishing layers, Mm -hmm. relinquishing timing, Mm -hmm. and relinquishing control. Yes. Relinquishing the season I'm in. Mm -hmm. It's submission. Mm -hmm. And and I think a lot of times when we want to heal or we've been wounded, we're like, well, wound, I got wounded because I let go of the reins of something. Mm. Right? We Mm -hmm. we never get, typically, I, I don't think we get hurt by something we're, we're in control over mm-hmm. so then our first reaction is to try to control everything through that yeah. and you, I don't think we can find heal, like true healing um, we can find coping mechanisms but not healing mm-hmm. unless we kind of let go of the whole thing which is counterintuitive to being yeah. wounded Yep. So, all right. What's the list? Give me a couple things. Okay, a couple things. So, um, I mean, I've posted about this before. So, uh, again, some people may have heard this. But, like, so Abby's birth weight, which was still in the midst of me hoping and praying and fighting to save my marriage, was the same numbers as our anniversary. So, I remember when she was born and they gave us the birth weight, I was like, okay, that's a sign from God that he's, you know, this is his will for our marriage. And so obviously that didn't work. So for a long time, that was a pain point with me and God. Like, well, what the heck was that about, dude? Mm. Um, and so one day I was doing dishes. And again, this was unasked. I hadn't prayed about it. I'd kind of forgotten about it, put it on a shelf because I had too much to deal with in my life. And so this is one of those, just the Lord does it because he does it. And he's just, I think I'm doing dishes or something. And he just speaks to me. That was me redeeming those numbers. She is the redemption of those numbers. Like, she's the redemption of that time I spent in my life, which some could say was wasted. It wasn't. So, Abby was the redemption. So, that was like a big, oh, Holy Spirit moment. Yeah. So, crazy additional to that is that I've since formed a relationship with um, Abby's new stepmom. 
And so, um, you know, that was obviously, I'm sure as any listener can imagine, a new thing and difficult and, you know, like a little scary. But it turns out her birthday is the same numbers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So when she told me that we had a, we had coffee and it was a four hour coffee and it was really really good like we walked out of there first time we'd ever met hugging and like I was just like Jesus went ahead of me and the Holy Spirit went ahead of us and prepared that and so the Lord was really a good thing but um, when she told me that during our our coffee date and she told me what her birthday was I started crying and I was like not only did the Lord redeem that number for me but He redeemed it for Him too. So the Lord mm-hmm. redeems even when maybe you're the one at fault or maybe like, you know, you're thinking, well, only one person in this equation deserves that redemption. It's like, no, God redeems for all. Yeah. He's no respecter of person. So I loved that. That was really cool. Galatians or Ephesians that God's desires to redeem all things unto himself. Mm-hmm. I don't remember where that's at, but yeah. yeah. So that was really cool. So the, the next thing was, is my ex-husband's birthday is the day I found out that I was pregnant with Abby. And so, again, at the time, I thought, this is, like, God's birthday present to him. Like, this is exciting. Yay. And then he, you know, it just, whatever happened, happened. So now that day is could be a hard day for me. But now it's the day that I found out that Abby was existed. You know, so that was another one where I felt like the Lord was like, I redeemed that date for you. Um, Also, just places and things. So, like, I've been on a few dates with people um, where we went somewhere that I had kind of a traumatic memory attached to it. So, like, um, Father's Day, the first Father's Day after everything went down was only two weeks later. And it was, um, we went to Top Golf with my family, but that was the first time that he hadn't come with us because, you know, normally we'd go as a family, but he wasn't there because of everything that had happened. And I was very pregnant. And I remember like crying, just sitting in Top Golf, just bawling my head off mm-hmm. and um, like trying really hard not to. I had to go to the bathroom a lot to like, you know, get it together. And my poor family is like just holding me while they're, we're, we're golfing. Like I've, there's video of me golfing that day. It doesn't look like I'm crying, but like I remember that day being awful. So I went on a date with somebody and that's where they took me and I had such a wonderful time and I actually beat them. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I beat a guy at Top Golf. Who knew that could happen? So anyway, I remember that day getting home and being like, Lord, thank you that you don't just redeem dates, you redeem places. And same thing, like that same man took me to the uh, the water gardens in Fort Worth where I had my bridal portraits taken. So I was kind of like a little nervous to go there. And it was like such a sweet time. It was a really like lovely date. So anyway, he redeems places. Um, I've posted about this before too, but uh, songs. So Reckless Love, it was one of those songs in that season. It came out during that season. And so that was my song for him. Like when I sang it, I sang it for him. You know, it's like, Jesus, right. like go after him, tear down the walls. You know, it's just like my battle cry. So when things didn't work as I wanted them to work, um, I hated that song. <laughs> like flat out, <laughs> took it out of my playlists. If it came on, I would change the radio. Like I couldn't, I just, if when people did it at church, because you know, at the time they did it in church everybody, everywhere and yeah. everybody, I would be like, and so I was singing at a church and they asked me to lead it. Not, and they have no idea, of course. And I was like, Ugh. so um, I did. And it was like that day I felt like the Lord said, I'm creating a new memory for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm redeeming it. Now that song doesn't trigger me at all. Like, I, it's fine. Like, I'm fine. But at the time I hated it. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'm curious. Yeah. On this. So we're talking about healing. Part of the healing, and I'm going to put a word to it, but we're using the word redeeming it's god redeeming like you said Mm -hmm. um places and moments and Mm -hmm. dates and um songs and all these things but it kind of sounds like part of that is the is is recovery Mm -hmm. you know like 
like I can get like God's gonna redeem this stuff so I can get back up and I can recover. Yes. Yes. Um, my like life will recover. Yes. Life and not just recover, but but be better, and mm-hmm. it will have a place to go, and there will be a future, and there's plans for a future that He has for me, mm-hmm. even though I've been wounded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is that kind of what yeah. like you're you're seeing now? through the, these things that God redeemed is, is the recovery yeah. of that. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a mixture of the two for sure. Sometimes it's just like the Lord just showing how much he loves me. And then sometimes it is just that natural, like now you can go to this place and not hate it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or like, hear or hear this song that plays everywhere all the time and not like want to cry, you know? And so, yes, I think for sure it, it speaks to that. Um, so the last thing on my list is a really big one um, that was totally a God thing, completely unexpected. So I, you know, I was on Instagram at the time and I think there's a quote out there. You've probably seen it before. I'm going to butcher it because I don't have it in my phone right now, but it's something like, may you heal from the things that you never receive an apology for. So basically like if someone, you still get healing, even if no one's going to own it or apologize. And so I remember bookmarking it or posting it in my Insta story. And like two days later, I get a, a Facebook message from the original woman that you know started the affair that the affair happened with um and that's not who we married just to clarify for everyone but that's um you know the that person and obviously that's great wounding there like that's a big deal and i've never talked to that person before i don't know them um so i got a facebook message basically saying like i want to talk with you and i i want to apologize and completely unexpected like i was completely floored and as I read the message, um, I just almost I started crying because I felt like just the Lord's love kind of wash over me. Like this is a gift I'm giving to you that you didn't even know you needed or wanted. Like mm. you didn't even fight for this. You weren't working for it. You were going to get healed regardless of whether this person ever apologized to you or not. Um, but I'm going to give it to you anyway kind of thing. Yeah. So that was a big deal. Wow. So I got that message, ended up speaking with her, um, and it was a actually a great conversation. I was able to tell her, like, I forgive you. Like, I was able to give her a gift back. Um, and, you know, her, her tears and her thankfulness and all of that was also healing for me to be able to know. Like, I gave that gift to somebody. Um, and then also for her to say that, because again, a lot of my stuff on my Facebook's public, like my song, my music and stuff, for her to say like, your your videos have ministered to me. I was like, whoa, that's weird. Um, you know, that's not something that you ever think about when you're putting worship mm-hmm. music out in the world. Um, but for some, like to know now in hindsight that I was putting something out there that would eventually minister to that person who had such a, a profound effect negatively in my life was like, Again, only God. Like only God. Yeah. Is, is that weird? Like you know, like because I'd be like, dang it, what? No, it, it was supposed to be to everybody else, Mister, not to you. Yeah. Yeah, but like that's how God works. Like if He's gonna redeem something, He's gonna do it a whole three sixty view of it. He just doesn't do it for one party, you know. So that was super cool um, to experience that. And wow. um, and again, I've recently received a text message just saying, hey, just wanted you to know I'm just praying for you and had you on my heart today. And I was like, oh, wow, thank you. You know. So again, we don't have like an active relationship or anything, but it's still like, again, it felt like a loose end. You know, it felt like right. the Lord was just tying another bow up for me. Um, and some of it is I feel like him saying like all of this hard work you've done has been worth it like there's fruit from it that I'm gonna see for a long time from now and some of it is seeds that were planted in the soil you know you hear that quote about how seeds are in the dark you know before they ever come out like 
there's a lot of it that's still probably in the dark, still getting watered. Um, but every single tear that I've shed has watered those seeds that I've planted, and I, I know I'll see them, whether it's tomorrow or 10 years from now. Um, but it's also just the grace of God, and just he's just awesome like that. Like, those are things that I would have, I could have never created in my own efforts, you know? Or that you would have ever even thought of. Mm-mm, no. Or that you thought of that worked out that way. Mm-hmm. Like, that would have ca- caused you to feel that way or been redeemed. Like, mm-hmm. you like. You probably, even if you dreamed about, like, I deserve an apology, yeah, just message an apology to me, or, like, it was a great other person just message an apology to me, but it would never be this conversation, and no. this, these things be said, or whatever, Yeah. that God, God is just sufficient to what our heart needs, mm-hmm. if we let him be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Golly. Yeah, so that was like, whoa, that was definitely a big deal, but. Yeah, I, I think there's, I think, you know, we can't talk much longer, but like <laughs> yeah, this has gone on for a while. <laughs> um, you know, for people that are listening, healing is a lot of healing is forgiveness, mm-hmm. and they they really are tied. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, I, and a lot of it's forgiving yourself. I had to do a lot of that. Mm. A lot of it. I mean, literally, like seventeen-year-old Tara, nineteen-year-old Tara. Like I went back and read some of those journals, and I would have like. This, if we want to talk about the mind-body connection, I would have physical reactions to that Tara where I was like, I, she disgusts me, I can't stand her. She's so stupid, why'd she do that? Like, I mean, and and you're sitting there thinking, well, Tara, like, you know, my mom would have been like, honey. <laughs> but like, I was having a very violent reaction and I had to, like one of my Dr. Burnley appointments was me, and that was where Jesus took us, was being kind to myself, forgiving myself, giving grace to myself. Um, because like if you how can you love others if you can't love yourself how can you forgive others if you can't forgive yourself like it starts internally it's love others as you you know love yourself and I had missed that piece in life unfortunately wow yeah and I would suggest if you know I think a great place to start is 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 internally mm-hmm. you know and I and what's what's just stinks about the whole thing is um, there's more to it than we know. Oh, yeah. Like, there's more layers mm-hmm. of things that need to be healed. Um, I honestly expect, like, I I feel like the next wave of healing for me, I have this sense that beyond this heal- physical stuff that I'm dealing with now, but is that once I get into a relationship, um, there's a whole host of things there that don't get stirred up or don't get flashlighted oh, sure. until you're in a committed, you know, a marriage. Yeah, and so re- I expect... yes, yeah. tones, things yep. that just... Yep. That are conditions mm-hmm. that have been created. Let's mm-hmm. say those conditions have been created in you mm-hmm. that you didn't even know that were there. Yeah, yep. absolutely. I mean, I yeah. Oh, that, that's a whole another hour and a half. Yeah. Um, because I completely feel that way too. Or and, as Abby ages and she starts getting mean to me or whatever, like I'm sure I'm gonna need more things that will bubble up that I'll be like, uh, therapist, counselor, somebody help me. How do I deal with this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, that, you're right. There's Healing is always a journey. Like, yeah, we'll never be we on. live in a fallen world. Mm-hmm. And, and we're never going to be... But here's what I will say, though, that is encouraging for anyone maybe who's starting this journey or feels like, oh my gosh, did they just say you have to do this forever? Is that every time you get to this like healing, you get through a healing, I don't know, phase or whatever you want to call it yeah marker mile marker like you okay you got through mile one you build a tool or you build a skill set that then the next one you do better at it and then the next one you do better at it like that's what I find is that I had a hard conversation co-parenting conversation the other day that 
I got to the other side of that conversation. I thought it was a hard one, but it was, I'm not shaking. I don't have to call anybody and vent or decompress. Like I just, it kind of like I moved through it and I moved on with my day. I didn't even have to journal about it. Like it was like, oh, but six months ago, those were really big deals mm-hmm. for me. And now mm-hmm. they're just becoming my norm. So it's like, if you do it well with each stage or like the Panama Canal, each lock that you get, you will, you get better at it. It does get easier. Yeah, and I would say like, like the other, we don't understand the dominoes of, of, he, of walking through situations healthy. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you might not be, you not, might be, I mean, you're not at your, your 100% healed, healthy in no. heaven stage, Mm-mm. but walking through other things I mean, maybe this is just a dude thinking, right? But I'll let you know. If if I can just get through life not making things, relationships worse, <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, right? Like, like dude, we dude just a have dude a tendency thing. to screw things up. So, like, so unhealthy me mm-hmm. and all these layers being whatever they are and unhealthy and wounded and reactions and conditions and all those things, like, really have a tendency to screw things up. So, <laughs> yeah. if I could just get, like... Just continue to get healthy where I'm not messing things up a little bit. Yeah. Man, life's good. Like, uh-huh. it, like it just gets sweeter. And, yeah, there's going to be other things that... Well, and that, as my therapist would call it, then you can self-actualize. Then you can get to the point where you're actually looking for areas to grow in or accomplishing goals and dreams because you're not being held back by these, like, things that, you know, are keeping you from being able to. And that's, like, the point I can't wait to get to. Well, and if we truly believe that God's going to provide the healing, he's going to also provide the uplifters. I don't yes. know put that we encouragement, need. Encouragement. Yeah, encouragement yeah. because... Like, you know, in this season, we've kind of been in a weird season of life um, the last six months to a year or so. Not bad or mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I mean, really, actually really good. Mm-hmm. But there's just been these, like, whether I hear them differently or they're said for the first or second time or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever they are, um, you're just able to share more about yourself or hear from someone differently you know, and and God provides these things. There's new each mm-hmm. each day for you to keep going, and and mm-hmm. you don't hear those things. You're not observant to those things if you're staying at your wounded yep. state. Yep. And and so um, I'll share more about what those are in another podcast. But it's just it's really interesting how God has just He breathes the life into your heart mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, I wow. Well, I think that's why it's really important that at the core of it, like. I've got to follow where he's leading because I think there are times you can do something that to the outside world looks right, but it's not where he has you or in the right season. And so you're just kind of spinning your wheels. So my biggest advice is, you know, if you're like, there's, you know, Tara's given me 10 keys and now she's given me 10 more things. Like, don't get overwhelmed by everything. It's more to say, hey, there's lots of options. Like, and what's cool about it is it all leads to all roads lead to Rome. Like if I'd started with something different, it still would have led me to other tools. Like they all work together. Well, so it's like, and it's, it's, it's kind of what we, to summarize what we've, what we've said in all this, I mm-hmm. think is that, um, we've talked about different aspects of healing and, and the reasons those exist and how to deal with them a little bit. But the truth is, is that, and you've kind of said it, but I want to highlight it as we close is, yeah. um, you're worth it. Mm-hmm. So if you're worth it, that and that gets you to a, a a better place, that means your relationships will be better. Yeah, things flow out of that, mm-hmm. and it's worth the investment. Yeah, it's worth the pursuit. Yeah, and so if you, I honestly think that if if you could pursue 
I mean, I'm not belittling anything else, but as us as adults, if we could pursue anything, if you, I only had one thing to pursue, I can't pursue a hobby, a career, the number one thing to pursue is healing. Yeah. Because everything flows from that. I totally agree. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a much better employee mm-hmm. if my marriage is good. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm a much better friend mm-hmm. if my relationship with my kids is doing better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a much better entrepreneur, because that's what I am now, apparently, um, <laughs> is, is better if at home is better, yeah. if my heart is better. Mm-hmm. And so I think a, like a, that that's what we should pursue. Is yep. is those things, and so um, it's worth it. Yeah, it's gonna, and yeah, it's gonna hurt like the dickens because <laughs> I can't say some other word, you know, <laughs> he double hockey stick. But, yeah, um, it's gonna hurt. Yep, but it's not gonna hurt as bad as the original hurt. But you know what? You also realize though is that like loving well means grieving well. Like mourning well means you have more joy. Like if your mm. range of emotion is large, then you get all of it. And so like there's a quote that's like mourn well and dance well. And I don't know. I've posted on my Instagram. Go find it. But it's like this whole thing that it's all part of that bundle. Like you can't avoid grief and mourning and pain because if you avoid all that, you're going to avoid the other side of it, like the extremes. I, yeah, it's wow, it's very true. I think I'm just I'm self reflecting mm-hmm. on myself. Uh, <laughs> that like I'm just a boisterous person. Mm-hmm. You're passionate, Cody. Oh my gosh! And yep. so, but I if I get passionate mm-hmm. in an unhealthy way, mm-hmm. that turns into mm-hmm. an argumentative and mm-hmm. yelling and whatever. But that's the unhealthy side of me. Yeah, and I don't want to cap mm-hmm. or try to control the good thing that's there mm-hmm. because it has a bad reaction at times mm-hmm. because of an unhealthy situation or a wound that I need to right. to address and, that, and it seems like we we rob ourselves of what you're saying of the good side of those things because yep. of the way it affects it gets negatively affected or mm-hmm. it reacts or shows up negatively mm-hmm. that makes sense I feel yeah. Like, yeah no it does yeah. I mean I, I definitely walked into therapy going She's like, your range of emotions is very limited because you're so afraid to be angry. You avoid it at all costs, but now you've also, like, limited your ability to have good boundaries. Like, anger is good. You know, there's no bad emotion. Like, when someone finally told me that, like, no emotion is bad. It just is. It's it's your actions that come from the emotions that can be bad. So if you feel angry, feel angry. Let it move through your body. Like, the yeah. other day, I was so overwhelmed after a doctor's appointment, and I got really mad. I was trying to put a crib sheet on after the appointment. So, like two bad things like have you ever put a crib sheet on where one corner won't go on the other yeah so Uh fortunately Abby wasn't home it was just me at home I got home from my appointment I'm mad I put the crib sheet I'm trying to put the crib sheet on it won't go on and it's like everything bubbles up at once and I just realized like I'm really mad and I don't get angry very often and so I was like this is rage like this is anger oh this is what it feels like so I I knew like in my past it I would have squished it down and it would have given me a gallbladder attack probably so this time I was like I'm going to go let it out. So I went in my closet because I'm still weird about it. So I go in my closet and I was like, lots of expletives came out. I told God that it was unfair that he was, that all this stuff's happened to me. And again, like I knew as I was saying it, it wasn't truth, but I was also doing it in a safe place. And I even said, I know, you know, this isn't true, but I've got to get it out. And so it's like letting that vitriol out. And then I cried a bit. And then about 20 minutes later, I was fine. And it was like in my past, I would have squished it, squished it, squished it. See, it's interesting. We went, uh, and this is a whole other podcast yeah. that I have, not talking about like what I'm about to say, but we went to um, 
went to Cross Timbers about a year ago, I think uh-huh. it was, and to one of their, um, or was it this year? I don't remember. COVID's jacked my time frame up. Me too. Um, and saw Lisa Turkhurst, which is like Allison's oh, like love her. Her like spirit animal, right? Yes. Like she's just like. Like it's no not supposed to be this to, way is like the best book ever and no one can speak to Allison's heart like mm. Lisa Turkers mm-hmm. it's just like in tune you know mm-hmm. it's like I wish I you know uh-huh. I could at times she's just, <laughs> she's just so good with her um, like just she just yeah she soaks her up so we went she's and awesome. she said in her her um, message I don't know as she was speaking mm-hmm. she talked about this the idea of like get rid of all bitterness and anger verse mm-hmm and she like expounded on like it doesn't mean don't get angry. It yeah. means when you get it, then choose to get rid of it. And <laughs> yep. I was like, whoa, 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 wait, what? Yep. Hold mm-hmm. on, time out. Mm-hmm. What? This blew my mind. Yes. Thirty something yeah. years old. Um, I'm not gonna hold on. I was thirty-eight. You said almost forty earlier. Yeah, thirty-nine know. years old. And she and I was like, I, it was the first time as a Christian, yes. someone had given me permission to be angry. To get angry and mm-hmm. bitter. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can get bitter, mm-hmm. but then I can choose to get rid of it. Yes. Oh, what it did, honestly, it blew my mind yep. that I can get angry and bitter, uh-huh. and then have it go away and get rid of it. Yes. I was like, oh, because I, I just. Spent, it's okay. I only figured that out like what a year ago. So. I, don't I worry. spent years of my life trying to not get angry. Yep. Which is. Oh, it's a well, lot of energy. It seems so counterintuitive, though. Mm-hmm. And so she, when she gave me permission, like, oh, mm-hmm. but then I don't, but that doesn't mean it has to dictate everything yep. or, or control me. Yep. I, it's okay that I feel that way, but now I've got to get rid of all bitterness and anger to be able to function in who God has me to be. Yep. Oh, but it's okay that it comes. Yep. Like I'm not. And so it was. I was because I, I felt this. Um, like again, total sidetrack. But I felt this. Um, thing like I was dehumanizing myself when I was like I can't have it I can't have it mm-hmm. I can't have it like mm-hmm. no I should not get angry no I should not affect your this true way. self couldn't be there no yeah. Yeah, I mean you're kind of you're saying that with a little bit of mockery but, but not really the truth right yeah. yeah absolutely just tying it back and, and I think that's part of healing is being okay with these things are gonna hit mm-hmm. they're gonna happen mm-hmm walk through them yeah it's so oh, much that's my favorite word i i do have like a whole website instagram the lord downloaded for me that he wants me to do and it's called through oh interesting. so more for that to yeah, come absolutely um and also i think another thing we should do is a, an online christian dating podcast cody uh, so leave a comment if you want a podcast on online christian dating because yeah, cause that would be interesting because i don't date no, uh, at all. Yeah, yeah. Hope um, to God you never. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah well, her. you do we date. Don't date online though. No, yeah, that would be really. You don't have to have a profile. No, um, but we to- we talk about how like like we're so glad that we're married. Yeah. Because we would be terrible at dating. <laughs> like we would just be terrible at it. Um, I would be. I would be so bad at dating, and so like like. Yeah, I really hope mm-hmm. we stay married. That we need the ones have to date. Mm-hmm. That would be a disaster. So I would love to talk about it. Yeah, because I have no idea. I think there are people that would like to hear about. It. I think especially as Christians, because it's like, you know, there's anyway we could get into it. But yeah, I think that would be a good topic. So if you want to hear that, let us know, and we'll decide if Dis- we're going to schedule that. that. <laughs> yeah, and so we got some other podcasts coming up. So thank you for listening. Hey, thanks for being here. Yeah, and sharing. This is awesome. We've got to thank go you. Feed you our children feed Abby and, and myself. Go, um, my family so uh-huh. uh, that would be awesome thanks for my wife sitting through our ramblings <laughs> and the laughs and every once in a while uh, eye rolls at us I'm sure uh-huh. so but thanks for listening please comment ask questions and any topic that you would like 
to have um, us discuss on the Clack Box. We would love to hear it because if you don't comment and give us suggestions, we're just going to go through what God is taking me through and uh, other people that I meet um, in life just talking to them. So we'd love to hear your feedback. But thanks again for listening, and I hope that you guys have a blessed day. Bye.